Crafty Muso. Hey guys, Andy here for craftymuso.com and I have with me today Alex Iokum or Yokum. Uh I'm not sure <laughs> on the correct spelling, uh, the connect correct pronunciation, but um I think uh, Alex can pick that one up. Um, you're and, close, you're close. Yeah, Yokum. <laughs> Yokim. Yokim. Okay, yeah, that's that's that's, that's nice. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself and and your musical background, Alex? Sure. Well, I'm a saxophone player. I'm studying jazz performance at the Eldercon in Adelaide this year. Uh, finishing my honors here this year, and yeah, I have a real interest in uh, improvised music and really starting to get into bit more composition now especially the last few months and uh yeah yeah actually just on the um honors thing uh could you mm. kind of run through what you're actually uh focusing your honors on because um i know sure. a little bit but um i'd like to hear more myself as well yeah yeah so my uh topic for the first semester uh there was a research project requirement and i looked at three different saxophone players they were oliver nelson rick margitza and ben wendell and I looked at the use of patterns uh, in their improvisations and how they, in particular, were able to use patterns creatively mm-hmm. and, and sort of uh, drew some comparisons and similarities, even though they're all from different eras, yep. um, sort of showing how they all have their own individual way of using uh, patterns or shapes in their improvisations. Um, so mm. that that's sort of like the research focus, but... Also, having said that, it was it's also something I've been looking at in my own playing in, in terms of especially the use of shapes and, and cells, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, yeah, and having you know sessions with Ben Wendell himself. Um, being able to explore this was was really cool. Me able to talk about it with him. Yeah. yeah. Does he take it from a kind of um, initially? Is it almost kind of a mathematical way of thinking about music, and then he kind of develops it into his own sound, or? Um... Uh, yeah, in a way, I guess what he, what he'll do is he'll literally just take a a shape or a cell and it could be anything from perhaps four notes, Mm. uh, to something much more complicated, like a longer line. And, and, and and it's really quite simple what he does. All he does is he, is he takes that idea. If it it could be something he's heard on a recording or at a gig or something a friend showed him Mm -hmm. or something he's come up with and he will just practice it through 12 keys, um, and he has a really particular way of going through it that he does really methodically, which I think is great. He, he'll write it down in his practice log, mm-hmm. and then he'll practice it in 12 keys th- three times. He's got like three boxes that he writes, and he checks them off each time. But he doesn't do it uh, you know, one day after the next. He might do it three times within two weeks. Yep. And then he doesn't do any more than that. And if it comes out and he's playing later, so be, so it. be it. But <laughs> if it doesn't, it's okay because the whole point of it is to practice technique, yeah, but also uh, to practice transposition, and then the whole the whole I guess the greater uh, concept is so that you can then take ideas when you're improvising in the moment and then be able to move them around and transpose them mm. in the moment whilst you're improvising, and that's the sort of the cool thing about it. Yeah, it's not the like the language you're using, but the actual the the way you're thinking about using the the stuff. That's that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's- and then he'll go through and, and, you know, sort of superimpose the one shape over 
over 12 different root notes and, and work out how it works harmonically as well and all the harmonic uses for it. Okay. Um, and that's a really cool compositional tool as well. That is, yeah, that's very cool. Mm. Um, mm. Awesome. Uh, so you were um, studying in uh, Italy for, was it about two or three weeks? It was a two-week course. Two weeks, yeah. yeah. Run us through that and um, the things that you got out of that. Sure. So I went over to Italy in the last week of July and I was a participant in the Siena International Jazz Workshop, uh, which has been running for 48 years now, I think. Um, And it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's a fantastic experience. The faculty is uh, a lot of American musicians, also a lot of Italian musicians as well. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something like 120 participants in it. and basically, the sort of structure will be uh, every day you have uh, uh, tunes with two uh, players of your instrument, and you look at technique and improvisation and composition, all that sort of stuff yep. within those sessions. And then in two sessions, you're in small groups, and you'll play original compositions from either the tutor who will also play in it, or from other other people in the band as well. Yeah. Did you um did you play any of your own compositions uh, in the group? Yeah, we had a we had a look at one of mine. Uh, we didn't have enough time to get it up to performance, so um, so <laughs> it's basically, too hard, it's, hey? <laughs> yeah, I guess we sort of looked at it late in the week because I just re- sort of wrote it freshly. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, at, at the end of each week, there's a performance, and uh, yeah, that way everyone can hear what everyone else is doing. Um, it's like starts at eight and goes to one a.m. is pretty late because there's so many ensembles. Wow! Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that, that's great. It's just cool to hang out with you know other really like-minded musicians of similar age and mm. get to meet uh, all these heavy musicians from all over the world. Definitely awesome. Um, was there kind of a uh, uh, a shining moment that kind of uh, stuck with you uh, in in the two weeks? I think just being able to hear, uh, I guess, my two favorite saxophone players at the moment, who are Walter Smith III and Ben Wendell, being able to, to hear them play, um, especially there's this one solo that Wendell did um, over a tune of his, uh, which I've put up on YouTube, actually. But just seeing that, him rip into it, was like... Awesome. Awesome, yeah. That's what it's all about, I yep. think. Just having those moments of, you know... It's so inspiring just to be able to see those guys. Yeah, they just push you through uh, to, you know, do what you need to do, right, to get to that next next point. Yeah, it just, it just sparks something, you know. They, they can only show you so much and they have a lot to show you, but it comes <laughs> down it comes down to, honestly, you know, that something that drive within yourself because that's what they all have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, you, and you just get their sense of absolute, like, dedication and, and passion and love for music. Yeah, it's just such a universal thing amongst them. Awesome. Mm. Cool. Um. So, uh, stu- studying over- music overseas, uh, is not something that a lot of like a lot of us might think about doing it, but um, due to I guess like financial reasons or mm-hmm. um, whatever else, how um, what what would you say to people? Is it definitely worth the uh, the time and money investment? Um, or like, do you know of any ways to go about uh, finding you know ways to make it work? Uh, in you know, in a better way. Yeah, without a doubt, I suggest if there's any opportunity to go for any of these programs or to go overseas and study with a mentor that or a musician that you really 
uh, find worthwhile doing, then go for it because it just opens your eyes up to a whole different way of thinking and another perspective that um, as great as a music scene can be where you're based, mm-hmm. it's just a different way of, of going about things. And at the same time, it's also really sort of unifying to see, you know, we are doing the same thing in the, you know, in the greater sense sense but it's just the little things about going about you know little processes and just just yeah being able to uh, hang out with other musicians mm, and, networking and with different people or... that's right and and you know every sort of city or or you know particular scene has something different about it and i think it's really unique to be able to see all those things definitely okay cool um so how did you how did you get in touch for this particular program? Was it through the uni, or did you kind of do it independently? I saw it. Uh, I was checking out Ben Wendell's uh, gig listings. Okay. Just for you know, I was on his website. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I saw the Siena International Jazz Workshop, and so I, from there I clicked the links and saw what it was and explored it on on its website, and yeah, and sent in an application, which was. Uh, yeah, basically, you just have to send in a few, you know, clips or uh, files of your playing and mm-hmm. some other criteria, and yeah, from there, just mm, likely got accepted into it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And yeah, I mean, the thing with these courses are being so far away. It definitely, it's not it's not cheap um, to mm. do so. And the course itself, I think, was relatively well priced for what it was it was 800 800 euro for the course itself pretty decent um for two weeks intensive yeah six six seven hours a day i think works out really well yeah Um, (laughs) and then but then obviously you have to remember you have to get over there and you have accommodation Mm -hmm. and all the other expensive um there's there's certainly ways to to go about that i sort of applied sort of last minute ish um so didn't really have a chance to go for any grants or anything like that, mm-hmm. but um, that's that's something I've 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 done now um, for, for next time. future for future projects and I've, 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 yeah, um, but definitely I'd suggest looking into organisations that can help you out to to do these things because it's an expensive process, but there's yeah. certainly a means of getting help without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, the, these places uh, and organizations do exist, so we yep. may as well be using them, right? Exactly. They're there for us and, um, yeah, definitely look into them. Mm-hmm. Were there any things that you um, kind of uh, did when you were traveling to maybe save money uh, accommodation-wise or did you find cheap flights or anything like that or it was just kind of because it was last minute, you just had to go with what, what Yeah, you I mean, I found I found cheapest flights I could. Um, yeah. I always cooked myself. I made sure when I was sorting out the accommodation with the student services, I, I found that a, a, shared, a shared apartment with a kitchen, that's really uh-huh. important. That can save you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, definitely uh, just, you know, not just, I don't know, don't shop. <laughs> yeah, using your money wisely, right? Yeah, just going about it wisely and, yeah, you can you can make it happen for sure. Definitely. Cool. Well, um, thanks for talking to me, Alex. Uh, definitely some great information there on people looking to follow their their you know passions and get get some lessons with people you know that they might not have access to otherwise. So thanks exactly. for lending me your thoughts. No problems. Pleasure.